Never again let your phone do this on a flight. I'm Kurt the Cyber Guy. You know, I've done this before. I, I'm guilty of it. It's happened actually more than once. It's happened twice. I'm on an airplane and I get comfortable because quite frankly, I fly a lot and I'm back and forth between the uh, East and West Coast uh, at least weekly. So there you are for five and a half, six hours and uh, you get comfortable and at some point, um, you know, when you fly enough, uh, your iPhone gets away from you or your phone, whatever you whatever you use, and it slips into the seat. And if you're in business or first on virtually any carrier at this point, they have very fancy electric adjustable seats that turn into a bed. So market is so competitive. And uh, many people like me, you get an upgrade, you're there, and you get ready to, to go to sleep. And I realize, where's my phone? It has slipped between the crevice of the side of the seat and the cushion, and usually deep down into the innards of the seat, and you look underneath and you're just going crazy, you know, sitting upside down in your seat trying to get to your lost phone. And uh, if you've noticed, when you fly now, Delta Airlines amongst the first to have a greeting that says uh, in their in their pre-flight safety briefing video that they call it um they've added a line that says if you lose your electronic device in your seat please do not adjust your seat and ask a crew member for assistance well plenty of times i move my seat i guess i got lucky it didn't crush my phone but that's a new danger on board aircraft in fact if you remember a Qantas 747 jumbo jet with six and a half hours into its flight on its way to los angeles when a passenger just like i did their cell phone slipped between the seats and, and it actually caught fire. The battery of the device got crushed when they were trying to adjust the seat to retrieve that lost phone. And, you know, lo and behold, I mean, it's, it's so intricate in those seats that they didn't see it. And suddenly the battery on that phone, just like the one you and I would have in our smartphone, it began hissing and it started releasing smoke. And then it erupted into this to the red glow and then flames while this packed aircraft is over the Pacific Ocean in between two continents. It's crazy. And suddenly, this lost phone is potentially going to bring down a jumbo jet. It sounds like science fiction. It sounds like this can't really happen, but it does. And it's happening a lot more frequently than we imagine. Fortunately, the Qantas crew put out that fire. What they did was they used a fire extinguisher on it through the crevice of the seat because they saw it down there burning, but they couldn't get to it. And um, one of the flight attendants just stayed there. You know, they moved the passengers away, stayed there near the seat, and and uh, a second time it caught on fire again on its own. Because the thermal runaway, which is inside of a lot of these lithium-ion batteries that are in our smartphones, in a lot of laptops and, and tablets, even in some of the Bluetooth headsets we wear, those are the batteries that are, that are really causing trouble. These are batteries that perform really, really well, but are extremely volatile. And it turns out that I guess we're in the early stages of... of our learning curve on these because the materials being used and the thinness on the innards of the battery that that keep the sec the the the, the cells apart 
are often breaking very easily, especially when you try to create the latest smartphone that attracts you and I to it that's thin and wow, you could take it and it lasts a long time. We get excited about that. What we don't realize or think about, engineers have figured out how to just cram that thing into the design of the phone. And inherently, by having a design that 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 we demand, which is thin and and we want the battery life long, they're they're making these batteries uh, really have low tolerance for uh, a a crushing or even a dropping or um, any any shock to it, and also in other high temperatures that'll cause that same thermal runaway where the battery gets going. And it and it reaches such a high temperature that it just catches on fire. We we've heard so many stories about this. People being in bed and this happening at home. People in their cars or at school at their office and suddenly what the, what the hell's going on? My phone just it just started smoldering and boom it caught on fire. It's not that unusual anymore. And the idea of putting a fire or an object that is having this increasing incident rate on board aircraft I mean I gotta tell you as a frequent flyer the scariest thing in the world for me would be to have a fire on board I've had crazy people on board running around that you thought okay we got a terrorist on board it turns out in, in the last case it was just a drunk guy from Russia who was peeved that he couldn't get a free drink on his domestic US flight um, but he was smoking a cigarette and running up and down the aisle and threatening the flight attendants. And, and uh, you know, people just don't put up with that now. But y- you really can't control a lot when it comes to a fire on board an aircraft. And at least we're starting to move the needle in the right direction. A lot of airlines and American Airlines, one of the first just after the holidays uh, this last year, they they have gone ahead and added smart bags that have... Uh, batteries inside that are not removable, those are restricted now. They cannot be taken on board any aircraft. You have to be able to remove the battery upon request um, if they want to examine that bag. And uh, you also no longer, as of last, I think a year and a half ago, you cannot take and check a lithium battery that's on its own or in quantity. You, You cannot check it on board an aircraft so that it would be in the cargo hold. And no cargo that ships lithium-ion batteries can be uh, loaded onto a passenger commercial flight uh, any longer. And, you know, the, the, the whole thing is, you know, if, if you look at it, we have been doing a lot of stupid stuff with lithium-ion batteries, knowing that they're volatile. But at the same time, I mean, airlines want you to be welcome on board and buy tickets so that they can make money. But... Every flight you're on, there are hundreds of these lithium-ion batteries that any one person could have dropped it before or could also screw up like I did and put it in the seat and then end up crushing it. Fortunately, I didn't do that. Um, But, you know, there's even a theory out there. You've asked about this. The whole uh, Malaysia Air flight uh, MH370 that was lost um, and, and still remains missing, assumed... And presumed crashed. Um, do you ever hear this? I mean, I don't think people talk about it a lot, but the fact is the MH370 manifest showed that it was carrying 440 pounds of lithium-ion batteries in its cargo hold 
Which leads to that theory that people are saying that maybe one of the theories of what happened to that Malaysia Boeing 777 is that a, a battery fire could have could have brought down that missing jumbo jet. It's not far-fetched. It happens. The FAA has done some elaborate tests uh, on their own, and they've come back and said, wow, the, this is pretty dangerous stuff. They did lithium metal batteries. They did lithium ion batteries, and they they uh, found out that when you put them together and any one fails and it's next to another one, it's going to fail. Um, the rest will just it'll be a chain reaction to it. And then if you're transporting lithium batteries, you know, you have that Mophie, you have that extra spare battery bank. If you're smart and you like convenience and you're like me, or you kind of just want to be ready when you travel, you don't want to run out of juice. I mean, it was a really smart idea to come up with the smart bags, but you, you can't, can't get a smart bag that doesn't have removable batteries because that's now considered one of the most dangerous devices on the dangerous goods list for aircraft and commercial aircraft. So what else is making the list? Just if you think about it, you you got to ask yourself, do I have these things that could potentially cause a problem in my future? Um, a smartphone is a leading one. Smart luggage that have those unremovable batteries. Uh, that's number two. Spare lithium-ion batteries. You got an extra battery for your laptop or your You've got one of those extension batteries. I bought a few on Amazon. It turns out that a lot of the no-name uh, brandless ones on Amazon are really the crappy culprits to uh, breaking down and also having not gone through the same level of testing that a branded battery would have gone through. Amazon, Amazon's done a good job of removing a lot of those, but they're still out there, and they still pop up. And then... Do you remember this? Just a few months ago, Denver Airport, a guy's going through TSA on his way out, uh, take a flight, and he thinks, you know, I'm going to be smart. I'm going to be cautious. I'm going to take the battery out of my e-cigarette and separate it so that everything's, you know, is cool when I go through here and I'll take off my shoes and put all my laptop and everything in the bin. In the middle of the machine, the battery makes contact. The two the two terminals make contact at short circuits. Short circuits. The entire X-ray machine is now on fire at Denver Airport. There are images about that caught. In fact, I got it on the website. And then, um, so it then leads to how safe for e-cigarettes to be in the air. Not just uh, obviously you're not going to smoke it in the air because they don't allow it, but. Just to carry it on board or to check it in your bags, that's that's kind of now something we have to think about. Portable battery banks made that list. Tablets, hoverboards. You heard about the crappy hoverboards that were out there caught on fire. And now um, somebody was wearing rechargeable headphones on a flight recently. And they're chugging along and they've got their tunes going. And suddenly they just felt something hot on the side of their head. And, and they realized it's, wow, it's on fire. And then and she actually put it down to her neck and it ended up burning her neck until she realized it was her headphones and she threw them down to the ground and they caught on fire and they smoldered on that aircraft. And you got to ask yourself, are crews ready for this? It turns out they actually are. They've been, they've been aware of this problem for quite some time that now not only the FAA, but uh, the, the name of the, of the group is, is escaping me, but it's the, it's the group that for all airlines, they set the standards and, and they agree that we're going to follow this particular safety protocol. And when it comes to putting out a lithium-ion battery 
fire on board, the first thing a crew member is trained to do is to identify what where the source of this is going. Because if you, you remember recently, there was one in an overhead bag that caught on fire. Fortunately, they were boarding at the time and that you could see clearly where it was, but you can't often find where this smoke is coming from or the smell. Uh, but what we do know is these things hiss when they are in this thermal runaway. So you can, it helps locating it. So they're going to identify where it is. Another crew member simultaneously is going to call the flight deck and tell the, tell the flight deck and the captain what's going on. They're going to get that plane down on the ground as soon as possible. Any fire on board is the most catastrophic thing that can happen uh, while you're on a commercial flight or any flight for that matter. The second thing they're going to do, they're going to have that fire extinguisher. And let's say it were your device in your bag in the overhead. They're just going to crack open the overhead enough, discharge that fire extinguisher, and then slam it shut again. And then they're going to wait a little bit to see if that uh, extinguishing agent takes effect and smothers a fire. Remember, you're, you're not only trying to stop the fire, you're also trying to cool this thing down so that it so that the thermal runaway doesn't create more fire. They're going to open that up again and when they finally have figured out that it's cooled down enough and the fire's out, they're trained to go grab depending upon the size of the device could be a laptop so you need like the lavatory waste bin is metal. They'll pull that out and they'll fill it full of water and they'll shove that laptop in there and leave it submerged. Uh, they may put your phone in like a coffee pot from the galley or another a bowl that they have, just so long as they can submerge it as their goal and they want it in a container that they can move around. They're not going to move it while it's on fire, uh, and you should never do that if you're on board. Just get away from it, and then after the fire extinguisher goes on it, they're going to just douse it with water. So if you get a bottle of water, you're nearby whenever this happens. The chances are it it could happen in the future. It's real. It's really, uh, it, it's really a popular occurring thing that you might actually be on a flight where this happens. Hand over your bottle of water immediately, even if it's orange juice. Orange juice works. Put it out. Any non-flammable liquid, you just want to get it on whatever this is um, because the second that fire gets out of hand, that flight is going down and, and you and I won't see each other again, and we don't want that to happen. Um, it also leads us to this, you know, do you think the airlines are doing enough? That's a question. Are they doing enough to help keep us safe when we fly? I get that there's a trade-off. I get that you tell people you can't bring a phone on board or their laptop or an iPad. And and if one airline allows you to do it and the other doesn't, which one do you think you're going to pick if the price is about the same? So we're going to bring them on board. They're going to be on board. You're just going to have to be aware that this issue is really quite real and is happening more often than we even hear about. So the safest way to travel with any of the lithium ion batteries in your life, first of all, never check it in the baggage. You can't put lithium ion batteries in checked luggage. Uh, so when you have spares or loose batteries, you just want to cover those terminals with electrical tape and then put each one in a little Ziploc bag. Uh, never put more than one battery in the same bag. And then avoid overcharging any of your devices, especially while you're on board. That often can lead to overheating. If you've got a damaged battery and you do, it's it could be damaged, but you can't even see that there's damage. You may have dropped it one time or it 
you know, look, we travel, we run into stuff. It's you're cramming stuff in bags. It's the most likely place for this to happen. And then avoid any cheap unbranded battery replacements or if you use those spare battery banks, just don't buy the crap that's on Amazon that that has absolutely no name to it. Um, And anytime you've got a battery and you can see damage on it, just dispose of that immediately and do it safely. You never want a damaged lithium-ion battery. That's just bad news. Every airline is reporting incidents like this. I don't want this to happen to you. I want to open the debate about, hey, where do we draw the line about lithium-ion batteries? And then don't you think they should just start putting them in more intelligent manufactured casings so that the skin can't be permeated so easily or manipulated or crushed? Uh, You got comment? You have questions? I am at CyberGuy on Twitter. CyberGuy official on Facebook, Kurt the CyberGuy on Instagram. I appreciate you watching when you tune in. You see me probably on Fox News and Fox Business Channel and online at CyberGuy.com. And if you're feeling in love, share this with your friends, family members. And if you're not, we'll send it to them anyway, even if you don't like them. The old saying happened back in the 90s when I started reporting on technology. I love it and I keep on doing it because I love it that much. Point, click, and fly. It's just that easy with the CyberGuy was the lame message we used back then. It's total cheese today, but it's just kind of fitting to say thank you and have a good one. 